All right. I'm here with Billy Barnes, the 1978 podcast. This guy, I've been looking forward to this one because art and movies, I mean, movies are a form of art, um, but every time you and I talk about movies specifically, um, we always kind of like go down this same road of like, I like this movie, I like that movie, I like old movies, and we kind of have a similar taste. And we, all, we both like these same kind of scenes that have these weird vibes. And um, we were just talking. And can you quickly recap that little scene in Willy Wonka that I honestly don't remember at all. But, um, you know, I brought up the tunnel scene with the boat in the creepy, you know, vibe there. But you talk about this scene. Do a little recap and, and remind me. Well, let's start off how it how, – uh, first, thanks for having me on. And then let's yeah, start well. it off how the story really started with – Every time we see each other, the first thing we say to each other is, is something hello and, or something in Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. <laughs> get down, I'm here, get down. <laughs> How and are so, you? Yeah. So it started with that, and then yeah. you start playing your sound bites. So we play one of those sound bites. Yeah, here we go. Get to the chopper. Come on, do it. And then I played this one. You get nothing. nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. And that triggered you to, to are you say, gonna text me? Dude, Oh, did it not go through yet? Oh, was it text? Oh, here it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. So, as soon as you played that, I said, dude, I just watched Willy Wonka like, like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And it's been, uh, you know, this whole quarantine thing has been interesting. I've been catching up on all these movies and just looking through all anything and everything at this point. And Willy Wonka popped up and I'm watching it. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've just, I'm, I'm actually like breaking it down on a way that I've never broken it down with. And there's this scene that was so out of the norm, but yet somehow after watching this movie thousands of times has slid under the radar yeah. until this, until this scene. So basically in Wonka, they, they released the golden tickets, the five golden tickets. And there's yeah. like mass hysteria. Everybody's trying to get their hands on it. You have everybody from princes to to the like everybody's trying to get their hands on this thing and so uh there's this scene where it's, it shot starts off on a on a telephone and then it's like the guy picks up the phone and it's this fbi looking guy and he's like uh-huh yeah yep, okay oh <laughs> what was okay, the other dude is, what was the other dude that turned out he worked for wonka slugworth yeah slugworth yeah. dude but the, I, the still FBI not thing i don't remember at all yeah and so he tells the chick yeah, so he gets off the phone and he puts the phone down, like defeated. He's like, "That was your uh, your husband's rant, you know, ransom." And she's like, "What is it? I'll pay anything. What is it? Name the price." And he's like, "They want your last box of Wonka bars." <laughs> and this shot, it just goes to a close up, and, she, and she's like, obviously been crying. She's got mascara, and she starts going like, "Fuck, do I really want? Do I really want to give up my Wonka it's like, bars?" It's like the director was like, "How can I make these Wonka bars seem so fucking valuable that like it's in people's hearts?" Or like, you know what? Mm, my kid or the Wonka bar hmm like they're like on the fence about that shit <laughs> all right here so the clip is called uh Wonka bar ransom scene I, I just hear a little bit of it here it's his chick and let's see I'm trying to get it to go through when are we going to hear from them? What do they want? Try to stay calm. Ransom wait to hear the demand. <laughs> Can you hear I'll it? Yeah. Anything they want. All right, here we go. Is it coming through loud enough? Yes. Yeah. Right. Doesn't seem to be anything in his papers to give us a clue. This is not Wonka, dude. Yeah. Twelve hours ago, 
When are we going to hear from them? What do they want? Try to stay calm. They did it for ransom. So it's this woman in her home with like an FBI dude. I'll give them anything. Anything they want. All I want is to have Harold back. <laughs> How do I not remember this at all? <laughs> Go ahead, Willie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then... Uh-huh. <laughs> what did they ask for? <laughs> Whatever it is, they can have it. You're acting it out. They want your case of Wonka bars. Oh, my God. Whatever it is, they can have it. Except... Did you hear me? It's your husband's life or your case of Wonka bars. <laughs> How long will it give me to think it over? <laughs> Dude, well, I think I want to watch the whole movie right now because... I have zero recollection of that scene, dude. Me too, man. And there's like so many little witty little just random parts yeah. in there that just blew me away. And then and then what the craziest part of it wasn't even the fact that they are going to a Wonka, you know, factory. It was the fact that Grandpa Joe was sitting on his dead ass for like 20 years in bed pretending right, right. that he was sick and, yeah. and couldn't work. And as soon as they get a, a chance to go to Wonka, work, dude. I'm good. He breaks out in Wonka? That's all I needed to hear. He busts out a musical. He starts dancing. He's not even learning how to walk. Yeah, he's got a fucking, he's not only up, he's fucking peppy and ready to go. Honestly, you know, I think I talk about this movie. There's a lot of like, probably, there's probably websites that go into all the fucking, oh, the director was like, you know, on drug. Probably, there's probably all that. But you got to admit, I mean, scenes like that, and this is a kid's movie about like meeting, you know, but there's a whole vibe. Really yeah. Wonka is one of those movies that's it's portrayed like a kid's movie, but there's all these little things that you're like, you know, what do you really mean about, like this scene said, you know, the Wonka's, it's Wonka's secret little like room where all the unique candies are in the chocolate river. But then like the kid gets sucked in the thing and this other, it's like, do you actually hate kids? Like there's this vibe where it's like, is the real meaning behind this shit something else? You know, it's a deep movie, really, if you think about it. Well, I think what's even cool about it is that, you know, usually consequences hurt. Um, but in, in Wonka Land, consequences are just Oompa Loompas coming out and singing you about the consequence. What yeah. do you get when you, it goes down snacks, <laughs> eating as much as an elephant eats or some shit yeah, like yeah. that. It's and the like, creepiness of it, like there's yeah, so when that shit starts, when they begin their song, when you see him for the first time, I forget exactly how it goes, but he's like in that room and he says, "Oh, nobody touches those. That's for the oompa loompas." And they're like, "What the fuck is an oompa loompa?" And all of a sudden, you're this oompa boom. It's like, "Yo, are we in a native land, bro? Like, Dude. what was that? What was that sound? It's like you're in a, you know, you just walked into some part of the jungle and there's these dudes that." you know aborigine whatever i don't know what i'm trying to the word i'm trying to come up with that's probably the wrong word but there's like what's you know there's an you know there's an island there's like two or three islands in the in the on on earth that uh modern man hasn't been to Mm -hmm. where you fly over with a helicopter they straight up throw spears Mm -hmm. and when you drive a boat up they killed a guy Mm-hmm. I try okay, to go there on a boat. I don't know. Two years to preach Christianity. Yeah, like, hey, fuck try it. to get the good. <laughs> they murked him like those. Right? There wasn't a discussion. It was like it's out. You're out. Well, do you know why? Well, if you haven't seen fucking a laptop and a phone and a car, no, it goes worse oh. than that. Nah, the the true story is they murdered that guy because like ten years earlier to him arriving, 
some other white dude showed up or, and, and was under the guise of a, of a photographer and ended up molesting a bunch of them while he was taking photos of really? them. Really? Swear to God. And then he left and they're like, man, fuck those guys. Anybody else comes on a boat, we kill those motherfuckers. Are and, you fucking serious? Like, you're, that's yeah. true? Yeah. And then that guy shows up. Some guy went way so far out of his way to go to an island with unknown, like, ancient motherfuckers. And he it's fucked a, them? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who he fucked them. Christ, I, I, dude. I, I can't think, believe that's real, dude. Yeah. That was disappointing. Some guy's going, yo, some people molest kids. Nah, dude. Oh you, let you rape? oh, you rape? Nah, not for me. What do you yeah. do? I'm next level. I go to islands of people that don't know about modern society. I pull my dick out. Yep. And I just, picked up, like, a, and I just picked up a new Netflix deal that'll film, I'll film this for the next six, six episode series. And if it gets picked up for a second season, then we're really going to start hitting like way deeper islands. Like, yeah. like barges and shit too. Pun intended. Water world. Goddamn. Yeah. So yeah. Um, old movies, dude, are there's, I don't know if there's like a hard line in the sand, like 1981, fuck it, you know, 1981, like that's it. Before that, they're good at, I think, I personally feel it's somewhere in like the 99, 2000, maybe 02 or something like that. And before movies were, there were a lot of great, and after 2000, 2001, I don't remember a lot of movies that I totally dig. Now, is that me turning old and shit? Like, I was talking to somebody the other day, well, probably longer than the other day, but the term they used was, uh, like, my, my coming of age. And so, you know, I'm 13, 14, you go, like, I hit up my dad. Hey, can we go see this fucking, you know, Total Recall? I remember specifically Total Recall, and you only see a trailer like twice. I didn't see banners and ads and social media mm -hmm. and YouTube and links, and I didn't see all that. You mm -hmm. see two trailers and a poster. And maybe a Taco Bell cup. Because remember the Taco Bell had yeah. like, yeah, the cups. Absolutely. So I think that the hype was more like you got a taste. And so you're like, oh, shit. And, you know, it's to each his own. So if you're into Arnold and you get a little taste of the new shit coming, you're like, I got to go when that shit comes out immediately, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, your heyday or whatever. And I think I probably got to an age where I was like, yeah, I love going to movies, but not as much as I did when I was 15. Mm -hmm. Like something about it then when you didn't have – bills to pay and work in the morning it's mm -hmm. different um but the way you know and it's the it's the way they make movies you know we've had conversations about that where the cg thing if you didn't grow up with that you know i all the movies i love growing up didn't do the cg thing they might have had effects where there were um what cg did today they did it then but they would do it you know hand done painting frame by Paint. frame too yeah it would be like plates and you know this the the tie fighter in in star wars was a model 
mm-hmm. shot in a certain manner with a wide angle lens coming in frame by frame slow. So when they play that shit back at 24 frames, it looks fast and it's blurry. And then also the blue background gets taken out and the black with the star, all these little pieces all manually done, you know, which you can do now, but it has a different flavor, you know, there was a soul to it almost, mm-hmm. I guess I want to say mm-hmm. that sure movies look cool now, but you know, if you were to watch the old star Wars on, on without being retouched, and the new one that comes out next week or whatever it is next to each other on two TVs. And you see that crispy, clean, perfect, everything. Lens flare, solar yeah. flares. Well, like I'm talking about like, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just, yeah. you, go. you know, like the edges of a CG created spaceship. Yeah. All perfect and crispy. Mm-hmm. Whereas some star destroyer that like six dudes built by hand for a month, a model in a, in a, in a warehouse in you know in the valley in a hella hot ass valley right like like sweating over that thing yeah not perfect up to the naked eye but that translates into something on screen where it has a feel and a look that cg doesn't do because cg is for the most part uh, uh what's the word i'm thinking of overly processed yeah but like the specifically it's like a CG artist doesn't hand do every angle and every corner of every little turret. There's probably like, I guess, algorithms to generate mm-hmm. size of mass or something like, okay, I want the thing to have a uh, gun turret uh, every like mm-hmm. fourth like quadrant of like measured yeah. space in this model. So the computer goes like and, and, and make something bigger based on your parameters, right? Stuff Instead of making a mold, Chiseling out a mold and pouring a little mold, pull it out, pouring another mold and then gluing those. Yeah. Or hacking together like 10 different models and making one spaceship out of all these pieces of something else. Yeah. Like it's different. It's a different world, but I mean, that's kind of like what we're talking about now. So you're, you, you're an artist yourself and you could probably attest to the, um, the, I don't know, benefit or the, the quality, I guess, or, or what's the right word? The, the look of handmade, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, can you talk a little bit about like the stuff that you've done and maybe, maybe the reaction that it, it has, it's not, you know, I'm not talking about movies. I'm talking about your, your personal stuff mm-hmm. um, and the reaction that people have had that enjoy your stuff. Um, you're talking about which medium in, per- in particular, like just painting oh. or just in creating all together? Um, what did you say? You said you wanted to. I can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fancy myself a Renaissance man. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I like to try to dabble in a lot of different art. And I think, I think for me, um, uh, yeah, I think talking on any one will eventually lead into yeah. the other one. Uh, so, but yeah. So I think what was the, what's the question? I guess then it's your, your specific art on canvas. Mm. The stuff that I've seen of yours, I love. Mm-hmm. And the kind of the, like the, what I want to talk about specific, specifically and why I was mentioning this about these films and the, and sort of the handmade part about it is you, you're not, I'm not, you're not doing what I was just speaking of, but you're doing handmade and there's mm-hmm. something to be said about that. And 
there's something to be said about it from from uh from the um the viewer the person that is taking in your art buying it looking at it then there's something to be said from your point of view um creating it you're not you're not making stuff on a wacom tablet mm. or your brush to canvas mm-hmm. and does it, yeah. does it do something different like have you thought about going digital in some way or form and compared it maybe to analog i guess i would say that's that's a I was just having this conversation recently and it, and it was actually, I was uh, scrolling through uh, Twitter yeah. and this gal or somebody had like retweeted a girl's, uh, an artist uh, piece. And it was like a crocodile with a baby crocodile in its jaw or something in the water. And it was, it looked like an oil painting and it was, it was mind blowingly good. And so uh, I kind of clicked on this person and went through their portfolio and just saw these incredible pieces of wildlife and whatnot. And I actually complimented the artist and said, you know, uh, this is really amazing work. What is this oil? What medium are you using? And she said, Wacom pad. Wow. And it was weird. Like there was an, an, an immediate kind of like downshift of like, like wow. uh, of, I, I don't know if it was respect or, or what, but it was, it was really interesting. And I, I had to check myself on that because I also work in digital art. So I had to figure out why, why, what would make digital art as worthy or as equal, I guess, in my twisted little world, uh, equal. And, and uh, I think for me, it comes down to when you're, when you're organically building something, it, there's, there's so much room for expression and error. And sometimes you're working, you're good. Sometimes you're working, you're not good. And, and that reflects in the work, it, it shows. And for me, like if you're on a Wacom pad and you, you're doing a, a, br- a painting, because I actually do have brushes, but you do one line and it does, you know, the nose looks a little too long. You just hit command Z and that, and that nose goes away and you can yeah. try it again. But if I do that with oil painting and I try that same, it, it's just a shit show of trying to clean it back up and, and remolding it. And it's, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Um, but recently um so i guess that that posed the question of what would digital art have to be for me to respect it as much as oil painting like like organic and recently i picked up the um the art of rogue one i don't know if you've seen this yeah and uh yeah it's this art of series i know the book i don't own it but i know the book you're talking about oh my god is that all hand done or is that digital it's all digital but the what i what i started respecting the art of digital and Wacom style art is, is, is you'll, you'll see it in, in this book. It's incredible. The angles, the lighting, the textures, the, and it, it, mastered. I don't it's, it's, it's mind blowing, but you can still see the digital side of it. And I, there's something so sexy about that to yeah. me. And so I, I then I asked myself, you, I think you what you can it, see the digital, you can tell that it's yeah. digital. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I think, and I, and I don't mean like a get, like I'm not saying you're against digital, but sure, sure, it's like the appreciation for the the artist that works on a canvas or a pad or paper compared to the artist on the Wacom tablet. I'm not knocking the Wacom digital guy. Sure, the skill is still there. Yeah, but it's just the difference it's like i guess i have a little bit more respect for the person working with the with the with the chemicals themselves the, the i i agree yeah know? i agree i agree but the rogue one stuff is good i mean yeah so so i guess that that kind of there's there's two different 
hemispheres, I suppose, sure. when it comes to Bermudan art. There's organic art and then there's digital art. And I think yeah. organic art can also be making film with 35 millimeter, you know, uh, shooting right. film. And then there's the digital of the Sony, you know, uh, shooting a, a something super crispy. And I think each has its own. I think for me for so long, I was there, I was trying to put them together in the same category. And there was like a conflict within myself there. And then when I slowly started spreading it out and, and saying, this is two different hemispheres, I started like respecting and, and having a little bit more understanding. So like, yes, I love old organic things from paintings to films, but I also really do like the digital side where you can get like movies like Inception who are just doing amazing things that were just mind boggling. And then other like, in, um, what is it, Interstellar or uh, Gravity? where they, the sound oh, that, right. that if, if you put the headphones on the sound the engineering behind that, it's like, sure. it starts taking it into it. It's, it's like listening to EDM or, or, or classic rock, you know, <laughs> that uh, gravity is the only, I may have seen one other. That was the only one that triggered me to say, all right, I'll go to see the 3d thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of 3d. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't see the benefit of it. But when I saw the trailer on a on 2d on a TV, I thought with the 3D screen and the glasses and the, the technology, that actually might pop. Yeah. And I, I was happy I did because that, that movie and when you have a white spacesuit on a black background, that motherfucker is right out here. Yes, yes. When, you have, when they try to in post sort of, I don't know how the technique works, but if you have a scene where there's like people in a room and then people behind them and you're trying to do 3d and it's like, it's mm -hmm. all mushed together and it's, you mm -hmm. lose the effect, but that mm -hmm. space thing was, that was a good place for it. And not yeah. all the shots were 3d. Some of it wasn't, it was only select shots mm -hmm. floating in space. Uh, her inside the, I think inside the space spaceship uh, by herself floating and waiting or something like, I can't remember it was so old in her hair or something like that. And the hair was 3d and I was like, God damn. But, uh, yeah, the whole 3d thing. I mean, obviously yeah. really digital, but, um, Oh, I'm interested in the 3d thing. I recently, um, picked up an Oculus hero, mm -hmm. which is a, a standalone VR headset that yeah. doesn't have, it's not tethered. Um, and, uh, so, so I'm diving deep into the, into the digital Doing a little research. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, research, fuzzy research, but um, but uh, what was what was wild is uh, Jurassic Park recently released this VR experience where they took two scenes and rendered out like an entire world and then placed you in the world and had you walking through the scene with the wait, wait, so they they took two scenes from the original movie. No, these are just separate little sketches oh, they did. Oh, oh, oh. And so two, two different scenes, but you have the option of choosing one was like an aptosaurus or a brachiosaurus or something. And the other one was with the raptor. But you'd be the point of view of those animals? No, you're walking side by side. So you're in the park. It's wild. The, I've never worn one, but it's- Oh, just, you'll have to come over and I'll show you this. It'll blow your fucking mind. Really? And, is and it like a little screen in there or is it two screens? Uh, it's one screen that's mag magnified. It, it's literally, it's so immersive that after like five minutes in there, I totally forget what reality I'm even in. It's, it's wild. Like I'll take my headset off expecting it to be light and it's dark already. And I'm just shocked. Oh, like my, my, there for a while? Yeah. My hormones are like, whoa, I suppose we're supposed to be on. Now all of a sudden we're off and you just, wow. 
it's wild, dude. It's really wild. But um, this scene that Jurassic Park did is you start off and you see Blue laying down on the ground. And this was wild, man, because it's full 360. Mm-hmm. You can look all around and the details and the, the, the trees and the lights coming through the trees and the sounds. And Blue gets up and starts walking and then like um, uh, a T-Rex comes and it's all scale size. It's fucking mind-blowing and this t-rex comes up to you and literally yells at you and its face has to be this far away from you and you see the detail of his like all high 4k and all super high 4k i'll show you it's mind-blowing and so i'm looking at this going this is the future of film in the future films are going to be instead of especially with COVID type stuff we might not be able to go back to theaters vr theaters i fucking love going to movies me too me too it'll probably be a niche thing where there's like Less theaters, or, mm-hmm. uh, and getting a ticket might be hard if there's, yeah. you know, only six. It'll become like a, a, a upper middle class, a rich thing. Well, it'll be like fifty bucks a ticket and shit. It already is when you get popcorn shit. It'll well, be I mean, like just a ticket. Like just, <laughs> if they have to spread the theater out where there's like yeah. space between people, yeah, that means there's huge gaps of no seats, no tickets yeah. being sold. That means you pay for that fucking gap, probably. Yeah. So yeah. your your seat that was twenty, now you're paying for the guy that's not there. So now you're paying forty. So they to can your left and right. Oh gee, imagine that. They go. It, oh yeah, theater shut down except this one chain because they're gonna hit you with the sixty-five dollar per person pop just to walk mm-hmm. in the door. Then mm-hmm. you buy your shit. Talk about sneaking food in. God damn. Mm-hmm. I'll develop a motherfucking system to sneak some mm-hmm. food in at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like some secret little floorboard that you pull up and like you can stash it in there for the next people and they just pay you Venmo stuff. God damn, son. Well, well, check this out. Let me go back to that Jurassic Park yeah, thing because yeah. I want to, this thing's fucking, so you talk about organic and then digital. This yeah. is just wild. Then I'm thinking to myself as I'm immersed in this scene, in this Jurassic Park scene, yeah. this is going to be the future. There's going to be like, imagine Star Wars where you're, acti- you're an active member, not, they don't talk to you, but you're actively in there where you're watching the scene in front of you, but you can fully look around and you'll be in, you're just now on the wall, like watching the shit happen. But yeah, you're, you're not a member of the group to doing it. You're just and that's, in there. And that's how I think films are going to start being filmed where it's, where it's like that, or they might even add they you can already do that. I was talking to my buddy that podcast I did like two podcasts ago or something. The, the way they're doing these things like um, avatar and rogue, or not rogue one, but uh, you said that, um, uh, uh, the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the technology that they're shooting in, um, they're shooting it and you're seeing it on TV, but when you see the way they do it, they're capturing data and, and position of, they got these like, you know, on the camera, it's like the little uh, uh, pit, the posts in the ball and there's sensors in the room and stuff. They, then they know where the camera is and they know where spatially things are. You could probably take that data and just turn it into a VR experience as well as show. I mean, I don't see that that's more than one or two steps away from what they're doing if they can't already do it. God. Then, you wow. just, then you just generate and mold, you know, whatever process to create characters in the room that may not have actually been there on the shoot, you know, but you have the spatial data as far as height, width, distance. God. So you just create a character and have them stand there and then you walk through that environment that you just shot. The sh- like you could have a show so let's say you watch a series. Okay, season one comes out. You watch the fucking thing. It's banging. And then they say, oh, 
between season one and two, uh, why don't you buy this experience and you can go into season one and literally walk through the whole fucking thing and, and run behind the Mandalorian dude as he fucking storms this place and kills stormtroopers and saves the fucking little, you know. Baby Yoda. Yoda, yeah. yeah. You want to go stand in the room while he's capping dudes and like, and fucking duck. <laughs> go ahead, here. Like that, with the data and they're filming, I would think that that would be like, it's like film once and then you put it on TV and sell it and then you sell this thing. It's like you don't have to reshoot. You just have the so data. So smart. So smart. That would be probably the way so to start get the ball rolling with more ocular because i think in my opinion i don't know i'm not a fan but i'm only not a fan because i don't know a lot about mm-hmm. oculus and vr mm-hmm. i haven't done it really i don't know that i've ever worn an oculus or any of those uh i may have worn like 3d glasses and stuff but to connect to the mainstream and get them to buy it you get them hooked on a show or a movie or something and all these fans are now like cl- clamoring like there, I was looking at some of the stuff on Mandalorian on like the um, fan websites and stuff. They are fucking chewing their tongue off to get season two and stuff like that. So between seasons, you drop something like that. Not only yeah. selling fucking headsets, you're selling content that you like already developed. You're not making another show. Mm-hmm. Seems like a hot topic to me. Buy stock well, at Disney. What would be crazy too is if they somehow built these environments collected that data and then white labeled it to other like porn companies so they could shoot their own like star wars porn oh, with the environment's already the data is there they just the world will truly be fucked if disney goes oh uh we sold did. the mandalorian set to vivid entertainment um and now you're gonna see like um luke fucking cockwalker versus uh, <laughs> and solo and uh you know Princess Leia is fucking done for, right? <laughs> Have you actually seen the, the porn remake of New Hope? Jesus Christ. I'm sure there's I mean, a porn on every made. I haven't seen it. I, okay, so it's, it's, uh, it's on Pornhub. Um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's like is New it a two-hour, like a full-length it's, movie? It's like they put, they put like at least 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Jesus Christ. It's, it's awesome. It's well, you so want, well. When you watch porn, you're like, let's just get to the fucking, like, I'm not here to watch a shitty movie. I was just here to watch the fucking titties. You know, you don't, you're not there like, boy, the cinematography is great. You know, it probably looks like crap. You know, it's like super low budget, I'm assuming. Like one of her buns starts falling off in the oh, middle of the scene. Just she on like, a fake bun, just pinned yeah. on the hairpins. Yeah. Um, it was good. Oh, if you ever get... get she's getting railed and the bun's coming off because her uh-huh. hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That reminds yeah. me, dude, like, I don't know about you, but my the whole like porn thing is kind of the similar um aesthetic to old movies versus new movies. Mm-hmm. I you couldn't get porn really when I was becoming like a man, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like magazines at the liquor store, or mm-hmm. I didn't really have a way. I didn't know like you could buy stuff, but I couldn't get it because everywhere I tried, I'm not like going around the whole city trying to fucking buy porn. But you go to a liquor store here and there with your friend once, you know. Mm-hmm. Oddly, odd timing. Suddenly you're there and you're like, oh, dude, let's buy one of these magazines. The fucking guy would never sell it because they were so hardcore on the 18 and over. Mm -hmm. And then so 
you end up finding like your buddy's friend, your buddy's dad's got a stash. You know, that's where you end up seeing most of it is like somebody's dad. <laughs> but it was so different. It's all VHS tapes. I mean, I'm dating myself, I guess. But I guess now you grow up. It's kind of, you know, it's actually kind of scary is any fucking kid at any time, unless his parents got their internet locked down. All you got to do is go on Google. Boop, boop, boop. Let me see some stuff. Quick, See everything. Did you ever try looking at porn at, when 56K was out? Oh, like dial up? Yeah, back in the day. No, because I didn't have a computer. It was just my dad's computer in the house. Uh, so we had our computer, and, and uh, we had 56K, and I would try to load porn. And when it was even, like dial, like ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding, ding. All that. Dude, I could. Yeah, it would, I, I could. It would be like a one. It'd be like a one megabyte, maybe nine hundred kilobyte. <laughs> Take image. a minute to get a picture. Yeah, you'd see yeah. like a nipple. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, 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 that's just <laughs> that's just her elbow. Fuck. Oh, uh, oh that's her. Oh, no, no. And now, like the lines are loading, and you're like, yes, someone doing the fuck. <laughs> yes. And like, hurry up and get off. Hurry up and get off because uh, someone's gonna come in here. I think that's a nipple, and then it's. And, it's and then, like you get, and like you hear your mom, so you fucking back off, and like uh-huh. it wasn't your mom. You're like, "Fuck, I was halfway." Done. Dude, it's it's wild game back then. But I yeah, no. kind of play like a computer game, like Doom, on mm-hmm. dial-up. Mm-hmm. You finally find some friend, and you have to get him to get his mom to get off the phone or whatever, mm-hmm. because you had to plug the phone in, and then mm-hmm. you gotta pray to God no one picks up the phone in the house. Mm-hmm. And then, or you when you're downloading something. And someone picks well, up like the a phone. game where you and him are in the same game at the same time. Yeah. He's transferring all this data mathematically, like your position and his position, the game is like, okay, we got to every nanosecond send a little packet of information from your computer mm-hmm. to his computer and vice versa on your guy turned 90 degrees right and shot a bullet at that monster, whatever. Uh-huh. And it's going ding, 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 ding. And the fucking, like everything was like, <laughs> sucked so much ass and you'd find you i would try i don't know man i was an expert but it seemed like it was a it was a fucking it was like a lottery ticket if you connected and stayed connected mm-hmm. if i was on and it went dude and you're in and you see and you like you see him turn and like holy shit we're playing together yeah and then it stayed on for a few minutes you're like having a ball mm-hmm. and then it would crash and you're just like oh, fuck this there's too much effort like I watched a documentary recently that showed, do you remember before the computer had games on it with the internet on a modem and the dial-up? Super Nintendo, not Nintendo, but the Super Nintendo and the game cartridge how it went in and it stuck out, Mm -hmm. up straight up. Mm -hmm. A company came like, uh, I don't know if it was the same company that did Game Genie, but it was a similar thing where there's a device that goes into your Super Nintendo and then the game goes in that. Mm -hmm. That device, yeah, plugs into the internet. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. I didn't even oh. know about this shit. Literally oh. like two, three weeks ago, I'm, I'm just watching documentaries. That's some rich kid shit. That's why. It was like I 20 was, bucks. No. Oh, well, that's rich kid shit back in the 80s. For that's some less game. than the price of a game. How did I not know about this thing? I never tried it. I would thought I, I would have tried it. So it was like a game genie thing where you stick it into it and stick it in, but then it plugs into the like with, into the... It's a modem for your Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. And they got it to work. And and these games that were not designed to be multiplayer, not all of them work, but games that were like, um, like, uh, uh, like Super Mario, you could choose one or two player. Mm -hmm. And if you chose two player, you're playing on the screen at the same time. 
Uh, right mm-hmm. on two controllers in the same uh super nintendo mm-hmm. well games like that where there's an option to play two player at the same time that device could then find its way in through the information to say okay that second player is not local that second uh, in ohio like ninja turtles or whatever yeah, yeah or so actually now you play two player with your buddy that you can never get to see because he lives far away but yeah the problem the thing that killed it is the internet, they could never get over the speed, the speed of dial-up. Yeah. So there was like some sort of radius. They, 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 were, they talked to a nerd kid. There's a, there was two kids or something that were like, the, they, had, they, had, they had jumped on that device so hard that they were the two kids that had like logged the most user time because this thing was online. So when you dial up and you go on, you're connecting to the company that made it and then mm-hmm. they are hosting you. Mm-hmm. So you and your friend that both have a unit on your, on your superintendent, you both say, okay, we're dialing in now, go, right? Both of you are calling this company, gameunit.com, GameGenie, whatever it is, and the game company that made the device is hosting your game now. It's not like you're just peer-to-peer. So when you're online, the game company is tracking that data, and they're saying, okay, user number 005 is online for 25 minutes. So these two kids had logged in like exponentially more time than anyone else in the world. And they started doing the math and these kids lived like three miles away from each other, but they didn't know it. And, they oh, didn't, and there was no like headsets. You don't chat, you just mm-hmm. play. And it turns out that they were just inside. So not only did oh. not many kids, yeah, distance. So not only did like not a lot of kids both have Super Nintendo, both have access to the phone line and can take over and dad's not getting pissed. Both have the same game and then to top it off, have the game genie thing to log in and then turns out if your 56k modem was more, I, I forget what they said, it was like five miles or something. If it had to go a certain amount of distance or over any kind of like phone line repeater and stuff, your signal uh, strength is degrading. Yeah. So when you are playing Super Nintendo or your Street Fighter, let's say, where you're contact interacting, you might punch and then you throw a punch and on your screen, you fucking nail homie. But then on his screen, two seconds later, he sees it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work at all. Massive sure. latency. Yeah. yeah. Too much. So it killed the, the, the fact that the technology wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know? But the idea was. The that's idea crazy. Was legit. Yeah. And at the end of the fucking documentary, it shows, I can't remember who it was. It might have been one of those two kids. They're still crying. living in their parents' basement. <laughs> Are still they, there. They, at some, I don't know, I forget what it was, but one of them either rebought a Super Nintendo and that, that device, and they were like working, you know, on, for like a startup in Silicon Valley, something like they worked in technology. And they said, technically, wouldn't this work now if I just, Resolder, like resolder the thing from being a modem, like take it apart and take Land. the modem out and just put Land. Ethernet direct uh-huh. so you have you know current speeds. And he does that, and now he's playing Super Nintendo with his buddy direct, like just to cool. murder it out, right? On yeah. on broadband, like high speed, yeah. no latency, or yeah. very low. So not only is this kid the highest using kid of this device in his body back in the day, but then you know, 20, 30 years later, he gets another one, swaps the fucking hardware out, makes it work right. 
shit's funny as hell. That's cool, man. That's, that's commitment. To, <laughs> that's commitment to oh, gaming. Oh, man, I want to play my Super Nintendo, goddammit, and I want to play Street Fighter with my friend. Fuck computers. <laughs> yeah, but I want to play it fast. I'm going to rip it out and restart my own. Yeah. Hard enough to do it. Yeah, that's wild. Kind of like a similar it's, – it's almost like film versus digital. He's like, look, I don't want to play Xbox One. I want to play Super Nintendo. I want 8-bit. I want 16 or 16-bit, you know? And but I want it to be fast, though. The so only I mean, way is that that little device between the box. Yeah. So yeah. for it and he did it. Got to give it up to somebody. It's like, I want this bad enough. I'll make it work. I'm going to take the thing. I'm going to take the little box apart. It's dusty. It's 30 years old. I'm going to hack it. And then we're going to play. And I think he also developed an email system. So when you log into it now, the company's long gone, so he had to have a server. So he had to make a way to have serve the data. And I don't know how that all works, but he had to have some sort of box that you log into that has data on it that can transmit the data to you. And, and host it. Host yeah. it. Yeah, that's why. And he made email on that. So when you log in, you can send a message to homie you're playing with, and it, it pings him. <laughs> it went all in. That's fucking wild, man. That was, that was pretty interesting. It was only like a 45-minute documentary about, like – video game kind of you know went into that but it was good it was really good i mean for me having played nintendo and shit it's only interesting to the kid that played nintendo i grew up in front of the tv mm-hmm. which is why i like these old shows and stuff you know it's like nowadays i don't know when you grow if you if you were born i mean what the first the first like smartphone was like 2007 i think Oh, six? Uh, 2007, eight, six, seven. By, by smartphone, I mean like the first iPhone. The f- yeah. Because there were Blackberries, but it was sort of clunky how you lo- you couldn't like just jump on the web and surf uh, with Safari or uh, you know a web server like you could on a desktop. But mm-hmm. the iPhone had Safari. And you just, you're like, oh, you send me a link, click on it, boom, I'm on the internet just like a computer. Like that's mm-hmm. like having a computer in your hand. But that when you if you if you were born what would that be like if you were born like nineteen ninety, I guess, or later, to where you came of age with the smartphone. Mm-hmm. So TV wasn't your thing. So if you grew up in a way where like you didn't need to to watch a TV to get your information, the news mm-hmm. or whatever, it's different because growing up in front of a TV. I don't know what you what your youth was like, but it was like TV, go to or go to the movie theater for like your visual, audiovisual entertainment, or play in the fucking neighborhood. And uh, now you grew if you grew up and smartphone technology and so forth. I can't see how, when you get older like is your passion gonna be like yeah i loved watching these old shows for myself but are these kids gonna be like yeah i loved looking at facebook like where where's their heart gonna be you know um yeah that's a good question um did you grow up watching tv like like i was in front of tv all the time yeah uh i actually grew up watching yeah, a lot of actually movies. We had a, a beta player um, and uh, we used to just watch like three or four different movies over and over and over. And then and then when I did watch TV, it would be um, I, like a, 
the, th the main ones that stuck out to me were, uh, uh, what's it called? Perfect Strangers with Bob. Dude. Yeah. And then, uh -huh. um, and then like Alfred Hitchcock, I watched and then also like Twilight Zone a lot. Like you watched Alfred Hitchcock Presents? Yeah, as a little kid, a lot, a lot. Good the show God, seemed bro. to be always on. And I always yeah. thought it was, I always thought it was just so captivating. And I, I always loved that it was still in black and white. I, uh, like, I always, you know, it's something about the, the intro. I don't know about you, but the intro did a lot for me. Mm -hmm. Some of these shows, the intro just got me hyped for that, that episode, mm -hmm. you know, like, here. And it was always so stripped down. It would just be like a, a studio with one or two props and then <laughs> lights would be down. Lights would bring up. Yeah. Hitchcock would walk into frame um, and uh, say uh, something. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, well, he would act out a scene. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, he would like, that. he would act out a scene and it would be like maybe a book with blood on it, on, the, on that one prop. And he'd be like talking about that. And then in today's episode, the book yeah. might be, the word might be stronger than the, the blah, blah, blah. And then it would just go boom. Almost blah, like blah, blah, prefacing blah, blah, blah. what's going to happen. Yeah. But in his own creative way with, in a studio. And like that to me was always so cool. And, yeah. and uh, I, I didn't know for, as a child for the longest time that he was actually the, you know, the writer or yeah. director in most of them. But sure. that was, that was fucking wild to me, man. That was, yeah. and then also Twilight Zone. I, I absolutely love Twilight Zone. That's that, shit was, that voice. Uh -huh. Something about like those things sinking. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So good. You might I love it. In the Twilight Zone. <laughs> in the fucking eye in the door. Uh -huh. All that. And the glass gets broke. You remember that it's a little older than um, Twilight Zone, but um, I really love the intro. It was um, Amazing Stories. Do you remember that? I Here, don't. Listen, I to don't this clip. listen to this clip. It's like a campfire with like cavemen. That, I don't know. That gets me so wow. hot. Yeah, that's some John Williams shit right there. Yeah. Some like Indiana Jones meets yeah. like it's Spielberg. I love it. it's Spielberg. Oh, is it? TV show, yeah. Yeah, that he's makes re, sense. He's rehyping, redoing it, or redoing something for Apple TV shows. The Apple Smart. shows. Smart. I don't know. I, I, I'm a little over the whole remake thing. Is it a remake though? Like a total. I don't remake? know. I haven't seen any. I was. Oh. I just heard it's happening. I think it might already be shot. Yeah. But it's. I. I think that. There's so much out there. There's so much content. There's so much written. There's so many things that could be great. It's like, imagine seeing you go down the aisle of like a supermarket and there's like, like, let's say you like IPAs or let's say you just like beer, right? You're like, I'm going to go grab a six pack and, you know, kick it tonight. Every beer on every shelf everywhere says Budweiser. And then there's one six pack of this beer that says like, it's a cool handmade thing design and you just keep buying Budweiser. It's like, I don't know. It might be a shitty analogy, but it's like, try something fucking new. You know, mm. I don't, I like old, old movies and shows, but just because it's a money guarantee, that's not a good reason to do it. <laughs> Especially if you can afford to lose. If you're yeah. a big organization, Take a chance on some shit. Don't just do all the for sure shit that's going to guarantee yeah. millions. 
Like I know that it's for profit capitalist and you know, we're all, but make like five things that you know are going to pay out and make a fucking rack and then try one new thing at least. Mm-hmm. Don't just keep making fucking Iron Man and, and, and Hulk, dude. Have you seen, do you watch that guy on YouTube? He does the pitch meetings. He's like, I can't remember his name, but he's super, if you could, yeah, look up anything like uh, Star Gary Wars. No, 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 no. This is like, it's a, it's a parody show. Oh. You have to look at, and it's this guy who, it's called pitch meetings. And so he, he, he pretends to joke. show, yeah, he pretends to show you what it's like when a film script is getting pitched at, to a studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's him playing two different characters and it's fucking brilliant. Oh, and he's the studio exec and the guy pitching? And, yeah, but it's so funny because all he does is just rips like the, the, <laughs> the shittiness of, of scripts, especially now with the new ones. And it's so funny because he'll pitch the idea and then the studio version of him will go, oh, that's a bad idea. We don't like to do remakes or something like that. And he's like, but it's a remake with, with a twist. And he's like, oh, with a twist. Oh, I like that. That'll make money. We well, can make- you said the word twist? Now I'm yeah. in. Okay. And, and so, and so like almost every pitch that he does, he has hundreds of them. They're so yeah. good. He always throws in a line where there's like, the executive's not interested until there's money to be made. And then this ex- the executive's, I'm all in. And then tell yeah. me more. And so uh, if you crazy. have a chance, you have to watch. You, well, you just search like pitch just, meeting. But like, what was a really good, uh, even just look up like, uh, yeah, look up, uh, what's one of the new ones? The new uh, re- return, of, not return of Jedi. What, what are some of the new three? Star Wars? Yeah, what are they called? The uh, last, The Last Jedi or something? Yeah, put the last Jedi uh, pitch meeting, okay. and it's oh man, it's so good, it's so good. It, love, uh, parodies are like one of the most fun. I, I you know it's funny, it's a little different, but it was it was good. It's super low. It's just this guy making a shitty music video, like his phone or something. But um, somebody posted on Facebook, um. You know the whole Karen thing lately? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, don't be a Karen. Mm-hmm. So this guy puts on a wig that looks like a Karen. Like, I want to see your manager, you know, with that cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the KUSA so, haircut. Oh, God. It's like, there's some good-ass fucking memes. Karen. Uh, um, he makes a music video, and it's like as if Karen was a rap artist, like a hip-hop artist. And it was, uh, it was, um, it was like, uh, the still the thumbnail for the for the video was uh was the thumbnail was the style like old music videos where there used to be like the name of the artist the song that the re- the album and mm-hmm. then directed mm-hmm. by in the corner mm-hmm. and and like the 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 record company was like live laugh love <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was like it was karen and she's like in a walmart and it's called karen Karen something gets crazy and then like in parentheses it's Walmart diss you know because it used to be like rap albums were like you know the street thugs are for real like like you know NWA diss or whatever like they always be dissing some other group so it's Walmart diss so like live laugh love records and then like oh dude I gotta fucking look it up to you gotta see this fight. yeah send that to me all right and it's on YouTube it's like a full-on thing the video on YouTube oh that's brilliant find it on YouTube it's brilliant. I love, I love when just the song. Like stuff. the video is okay. It's, it's just a guy like what I said with a phone. But he yeah. recorded the song. He recorded a hip hop song, 
and played it back and, and lip sync to it for the video. So it's not like shitty that. audio. It's a good with beats. Yeah. Filming sucks. It's, super, it's just whatever. It's yeah. A, big, a guy with a wig. But he put all his money in the production of the sound. He made a hip hop track. Yeah. And he made a sick thumbnail because the he knew that it was music gonna... video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah. It is Karen Walmart disc. Let me try that. Um, the thumbnail alone. There it is. Oh, it's supposed to be like mask off. Let me. I'm just gonna send you this. Uh, yeah, please do. Thumbnail, just that. Let me, let me just uh, screenshot the thumbnail and give it to you. God, parody shit so funny. It's crazy what people can do now on online with just their phones. Okay, I'm gonna read it to you right now. It's Karen mask off. Re- okay, so the thing is supposed to be Karen pissed about having to wear a mask. Karen mask off remix and then says Walmart diss. If you're re- in the in the album is if you're reading this, bring more wine is the name of the album. <laughs> and the record company is Live Laugh Love Records because every fucking Karen has a sticker in her goddamn window that says Live Laugh Love. Yeah. And they all put on their fucking social if you're reading this. Or there's like a bumper sticker that says if you're reading this, bring more wine. It's all Karen shit. It's the best. Jesus, I can't wait to watch this. It, it I can see it. Very thought through. Three minutes long, man. Oh, you found it? Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. It's fucking money. Did you ever see that? Um, it's just that- a... The best part about it is the thumb, really. Yeah, the thumbnail is great as fuck. Did um, did you ever see the parody, the high production parody of Batman uh, versus Bane? And uh, it it's like they totally reenacted. The guy got. I mean, he did. Uh, uh, do you have? Or look this up real quick. Look up uh, while you're on your phone, Batman parody, uh, and it's. I'll show you which one it is. Batman uh, versus Bane. Oh, it's uh, wait, what was that? Batman, Batman versus Bane, is that? Yeah, that might be a parody, right? Parody. Let's see. Bane. Dark Knight Rises full fight. Uh, what parody? Where is it? Is it just like a conversation between two of them? No, dude. This Batman is- can't stop thinking about sex. <laughs> Batman has a dirty mind. Batman versus Bane. Wait, what the fuck? Where is this thing, Batman? Uh, I'm gonna play you another. Uh, I think I found it. Wait, yeah, I did find it. It's yeah, yeah that was it. <laughs> What's it about? Is it just them talking or? Dude, no. You, is there any? You can't play any of this, huh? Um, like a couple seconds, probably. Okay. Just let it ride, though. Plus, I don't have a. I'm like low tech. I don't have a way to show. Oh, uh, what we're I can edit in the video. After okay. Edit post, but. Can't. All right. So for anybody who's listening out there, if you go to the Dark Knight and '60s Robin, <laughs> it, this parody must have cost. Uh, I mean, the, the the actors, the costumes, the lighting. Like, it's so good. It's so good. And it's funny, like. Yeah, play. Is I, I would an ad. No, that's the that's the production company that made it. Oh, okay. Sketch comedy. Sketch comedy. Hello, Batman. So it's Bane in the dark. Now, Bane. It does 
Soon your precious Gotham will be in ashes. It's about 21 seconds is where it starts. Okay. Oh, old school Robin shows up with his yellow cape. I kept yelling at you to slow down because my slipper fell off. <laughs> I told you to stay in the car. I'm glad he's here. I'm going to enjoy ripping out his spine. That Bane voice sucks. Somebody's got a mouthful of marbles. What's the matter, Bane? Bat got your tongue? <laughs> <laughs> he does the pose. It's like Robin straight out of the old show, the old TV show. My flim flam. What? That's good. Dude, when that movie came out, that, uh, oh, so right? good. Not only is it good, but like, you know, when something's good, there's like every motherfucker and their mother has to do like a, like a, mm-hmm. a fan version and shit. Mm-hmm. I worked on two fan Batman Dark Knight related, you know, no way. Two of, and they both had like 15G. They're like, hey, Damn. we're going to shoot this this week. It'll be like, like a guy I know that's like a really good editor. He's like, I'm going to make a, a Batman um, fan film. I'm going to use my money. And he fronted like 15 G. And he got my buddy, Mike, who's an actor at the time to play Batman. And I don't know how they did it, but they got a suit. It looked like the suit, all Dude. armor paneling and fucking the helmet with the, it was like, I was like, this looks like the one from the movie. Like, he must did have had a connection to something. Did know. they release it? Yeah, it's called. Uh, uh, send it to me. Yeah, uh, it's called. Shoot, what was the name? Damn. I wish there was a way to like not get in trouble for to for you to like. Fan. In the bottom corner of here, play just a video for like a minute or two. That sucks that they de they demonetize it, right? I mean, I haven't gone down that road, but uh, you know, YouTube like gives you like a like a strike. Super fast too. You don't want to fuck with that. I think it it's an sucks. algorithm. Yeah, but it just sucks because like you, trouble, you, if you don't if you don't play if you play something that's like super well known, like some Kanye or some shit. Mm-hmm. The algorithms or whatever they know that right away if you play mm-hmm. some off beat stuff mm. i don't know yeah i watch a lot of off beat stuff yeah have you seen um after you find that yeah. have you seen the remaking of uh it's a fan-made film of obi-wan kenobi's fight with uh darth vader no. redone really like redone oh. completely recently oh man yeah hey what was, what was the name oh, bro. of there's a Batman in the comic book. There's a there's a guy that Batman, an enemy of Batman's that like has a bunch of cuts. He's like all like. He cuts oh, you talk. Oh, in in Star Wars. No, in bat in the Batman comic book universe. There's some, there's oh. some guy that he fights. That he's an enemy with for some amount of comics, and he's like all got little cut scars all over him, and he's muscly. Oh, it, it, that's Bane, right? No, it's a different. It's a different one. Uh-huh. He used he used that bad guy in this fan film, and if I can remember that dude's name, I could look it up. Bro, I'm gonna send you send you this shit. This shit's wild. Um, you might be able to play this one a little bit. Uh, or at least I could show you. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It, they totally spent a shit ton of money, green screens, like uh, it it and. Wow, it looks you good. could 
Oh, oh it's, it's wild. It made the, yeah. set, the yeah, real yeah. sets oh. PG. And, the, and there's a whole documentary of the making of this fan-made thing. And the, and the documentary alone, the making of it, is incredible. This is such good pe two pieces of content. 20 million views and obviously people are interested. But it shows you what it could have been had they mixed, if they had the power of digital because they were limited with what they could do organic, you know, with all the products. You're about the makers of this fan film? Well, yeah, well, even the, the original, you know, Lucas originally making Star Wars probably envisioned something like this, but didn't have But wait a minute, so did these guys that made this, did they make these sets physically or? Yeah. These no, are real they, sets? They built the sets out of green screen material and had them interacting with them and then green screen and then had somebody render in like a gaming engine completely build out the environment but, but it's I, I'm, what i don't understand is so it's just they made this the fight scene more dramatic yes so they took the original and spliced in their own spots to make where the the, the fight was just should have been or could have been more because the fight was pretty boring if you watch it like, but that's it's not a parody it's actually just supposed to be a, like a review to just the, up the action and up the mm -hmm. tension because it looks good. It looks really uh, good. It's incredible. Play a little audio. Oh, so incredible. And it's actually, it's the actor that played Obi-Wan. No, they imposed oh, his face. It's just his face? So, so they had the actor, actor act it out and then put the face in. And put it like a green screen, like, or, or the, the mapping on his face. Right. But yeah. And then generated. That's, that's a shit ton of work in this, obviously. Even the sound effects in there. Yes. You can see like a little bit of the like edging yeah. and stuff, but like the, the it's not hundred percent there. But I mean, I can't knock them. I couldn't do that. It's, yeah. It's definitely uh, just and like I'm looking at it with the audio off and the 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 cinematography and the choices and the in the camera angles and the cuts. It ups the drama and the intensity of the fight. By, yes by tenfold you know yes and you don't just look like obi-wan's this old dude who's like man i'm getting my ass whooped. i'm dipping out it actually shows obi-wan up in there doing some but, I mean, crazy things i'm not knocking it and it's obviously like very well done but was that scene in the original film was it supposed to be about the fight i think it was more about him passing the torch and that whole thing to make luke more powerful rather than to show his own ability I agree, but they're also like, this dude's a fucking Jedi, and you have Yoda, who's hella old, doing cartwheels and flips and shit, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and then you Didn't have, like, Obi-Wan. more powerful by being stricken down, like, he's a Jedi, and he's, he's got this, you know, he became sort of like a, like a, like a living ghost or something like that. Yeah, but that was a gamble. What happens if that wasn't even fake? What happened? That was just like, oh, like, and he's like, I'm gonna strike me down. I'm gonna come back as a spirit. And he strikes it down. He just goes into the void. And he's like, fuck, fuck! I was told I was gonna come back as a Jedi spirit. I'm in this I got this, Luke. Just chill. Yeah. No, Obi Wan, it's not real. Don't do it. No, Don't do it, Obi Wan. Watch. I'm gonna come back as a ghost. I'm gonna fuck with worse. Watch, watch. Well, into the void. No. I'm like, damn it. He's laying there, oh, it didn't work. <laughs> but you said, oh. yeah, nah, man, I was just fucking with you. We was lying, dog. He's just sitting there, like bleeding. I'm bleeding. Yeah, he went for it. He went for yeah. it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Like one of those. Yeah. You're gonna do it. 
Well, I mean, to me, it's like, I don't know. I'd like, I would have liked it if I was Luke. I'm looking up to this dude. His name is obviously super, you know, he's Ben, man. He's Obi-Wan. Like, and, uh, and, you know, he gets into this fight scene and you see him at least fucking some shit up. But like, you're like, dude, he is badass. Like, all right, cool. Like, all right, old man, he's a little OG, he's got it, but he still got some shit. Yeah, he got killed, but he, but instead he was just like, <laughs> and if I was Luke, I'd have been like, oh man, this fucking dude ain't real. This, he'd been lying the whole time saying he's a Jedi. And look how weak he is. He barely even I wonder carries. If- I Does wonder you know if, the basic parry. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like there's no, <laughs> there's no sword fight whatsoever. The, uh, you know, what it makes me think of is I know that when they made that film, I, what part, which one was that? Was that episode Hope, the first one? Three? Uh, yeah, that was four. Oh, New Hope, right? New Hope. So the first one that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they made that movie, from what I've read, no one knew what the fuck George Lucas was talking about. Yeah, that's true. They're like, laser sword? Yeah. What the fuck is a lightsaber, right? Yeah. Now, if you look at it now, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a religion. Yes. But back then, it's like... It was just a stick. Uh, it was like a wooden stick. Boy, a black fucking suit. Like, what is this? If you didn't know and you're an actor and you're like trained and you come in there, you're just like, so... And I don't know how good George Lucas is at selling someone on his idea, but no matter how good you are, that's a pretty grand idea. The Jedi and the, you can, you can, if you focus your mind, like. The Metachlorians. Dude, it's, it's such a big thing. Yeah. That's why. Maybe he wanted to have this crazy scene. I mean, God knows that George Lucas wanted there to be a badass fight and the actor, whatever his name is, is like, can we just fucking be done? Like, I don't know what the fuck this is. I signed up for it and, and, I don't know how much they shot, but I know that a lot of the stuff that like um, that um, Stanley Kubrick shot in the they had shoot, did a lot of shooting in the UK for some of these big movies. Yeah, a lot of them. Those UK and I think studios. Star Wars did. Yeah, yeah. I from what like I said from what I've read, getting some of these crews to put out for American directors is like like incredibly difficult because they take a fucking they take a tea break. In the middle of the day, you got oh. all your lights. All your lights are burning. Camera's fucking set, and then they go, "All right, tea break. Have a spot of tea." And they just that, walk away. Well, is that really how it is still today? Is it still? Like well, that? I mean, it's a different culture. I haven't been there uh, a lot like that, but you know, there's behind-the-scenes footage of Kubrick shooting Full Metal Jacket, and he's got tanks and guys, and they're shooting, and then the crew goes, "Peace. We'll be back in an hour." Not five minutes. Like, I'm going to go get a tea and come back to my spot. They all walk away. All yeah. the way, And they go, we're out. And they go chill. And they sit there and cross their legs and, like, totally fucking chill and have a tea. And all this shit is out, ready to go, and the sun's going down. That's wild. I mean, it's a different thing. So, God knows. What if George Lucas is like, all right, we're going to have you guys fight. You're going to fall. You're going to do this. And the guy's like, oh, dude. And then the tea break. And he's like, I don't have any fucking time left. Just mm-hmm. hit him with the shit. Let's go. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. you know like he could have had a thing ready to go and it could have just not happened you know? god that'd be terrible and then for him to then to see to see what it could have been now with some kids with some digital stuff he's probably like but dude, oh. george lucas took uh, a couple of those scenes and like 
Uh, we added some bullshit and didn't you add uh, little fucking creatures in and shit? Uh, and, and <laughs> talk about ridiculous, dude. Uh, and then and then made it a point to make sure that every yeah. bit of copy of the old one gets erased and wiped out and forgotten. And it's like, like I want all the old ones, originals, off the shelf, buy them out, dude. Oh, you can only get the one with the new shit. Oh, uh, the new shit! You know, uh, did you see the? Did you see the Java scene when they, he was in Java's lair and like, remember it used to be that stick girl with the long mouth with the lips. That, lips oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was then, like a jazz singer kind of thing. They added, but it was kind of like, like a uh, funk. Yeah. And then they like, I don't know if you've seen it recently, but uh, they swapped it out with this blue, like dog looking guy. And they he's changed to her. The whole scene is all changed. It's all digital now. And it's like, oh, there's like girls singing and, oh, bro, it's the worst. And the guy's like, and, and the girls are like, and it's like, goofy. oh, it's so goofy. What gets into you to get, like, because that's not easy to do to like get all the film back and read. I, and he wanted that. He probably sat in the studio going, Oh, like, I wanted to do this today in the real shoot, yeah. but no, and I'm doing it now because uh, you know, kind of shit. Yeah, and I was pissed. And then that whole Java scene when when Han Solo went to go to his ship when they met him on Tatooine. Yeah, and uh, and and Java's sitting next to it, and he's like slithering, and he's so digital oh, and full screen. And he's oh like, my god! Like why? A couple you... others too, like just like a couple establishing shots, like a wide shot of outside of the whole like bar. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there'd be like a like a hoofed animal walking by. Yeah, it used to just be like a land speeder and like dudes walking, and then now yeah. they put it in like some like creature. But no one that... like no, it doesn't get in anybody's eye line. It and like it's not it's not recognized by the people in the world because it no one knew it was there yeah no no one looked that way and the shadow looks off and the lighting you're just like in that scene which is crazy that new wide shot that they have with the cantina um they walk in and then there's a speeder that speeds through and it used to be just be like a regular speeder but they made it like a like a what are those uh jet bikes and the speeder oh, wow. goes through and scares one of the, that brontosaurus thing and he goes oh, up on two yeah. feet and the little Jawa that's riding falls off and he's swinging going, and old dumb thing. Like yeah. you spent 30 G's on that. Scene How the fuck does that help the story at nothing? And then, then it you doesn't make it, the world feel uh, more real. It doesn't do shit. Oh, awful. It's that like that a whole piss blowing money for, cause that shit pisses me off, bro. Yeah. That there's, I get oh man, I get so I feel you, pissed man. off when they do that shit. It makes no sense. All all I can attribute it to, I mean, I could be missing some vital piece of information, but all I can attribute it to is the filmmaker saying, I meant to do this and I wasn't given the opportunity, but now mm -hmm. that I have money, I'm going to and fuck you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in fact, that might have been great that technology wasn't where it was, because or else we might have not gotten what we got with Star Wars. Right. He, if he had access to that shitty ass you know, technology, he would have made some <laughs> shitty. He might not even been as big as Dude. he is now had he had technology back then. Those, some people would be like, what the cameras? fuck? Do you remember, what was it? There was like a, there was like a, um, it was almost like, so you had film cameras, right? All Every movie shot on film, TV. And then digital camera, like, I mean, there's VHS and stuff and there's like video. But 
like the DSLR revolution was like the Canon 7D and 5D, you know? Mm-hmm. So that kicks off like this consumer level. Like I can get a rad looking video image, you know, HD. And they try to put that technology into these bigger cameras. And then they try to employ these cameras on feature films. And I think Michael Mann made uh, collateral on like one of these first like Sony Viper, whatever the hell it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah, but they didn't really have the low light capability yet. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, they, there's this period of time where some of these digital cameras were shot uh, on films that were darker films. And it's just this muddy now, dude. I mean, it's unfucking believable what they can see in the dark. It's amazing. Yeah. Did, didn't 28 days, 28 days later get shot on digital like that? Yeah, that was actually like, wasn't that like zero fucking next to zero budget, like shot on a yeah. Canon XL1 or something? Some, yeah. Or, Remember that Canon yeah. that kind of had like a. I used to have that look. Yeah. Longer yeah. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. do you remember the f- when? I think it was right before the the five D seven D popped off. There was this thing you could get from. Was it Red Rock Micro, the blue camera attachment company, like blue pieces of equipment, uh-huh. and there was this. Somebody made it. Might not have been them. They made an attachment. So you got your camera and your lens. And then on the front of your lens, you mount this unit that looks kind of like a telescope, like a little uh-huh. angled telescope. It's like short. And yeah. then on the front of that, you put another fucking lens. Yeah. And it did some sort of focus plane magic yeah. that allowed you to get a shallow depth of field and have a film look. But yeah. then your camera is like three feet long. Yeah. Especially if yeah. you have a telephoto. Yep. And, and some of those had those fans, right? Where they'd go so fast and give that fluttery look. There was like a built-in. I don't know what that was. Oh, uh, I, I remember something like that. that I don't know how the, I don't know what it uh, did in there. I forget the technology, but the, the purpose of it was to, to somehow uh, sh- to, re- to, to shallow up your depth of field. So everything looked like a 1.2 F stop, mm-hmm. you know, everything's mm-hmm. crisp. You see focus on the, on their face and their ears are out of focus you know i love that look. cinema i love that look. but like you end up with this you know sniper rifle camera <laughs> and these kids are like dying they're killing themselves to get the equipment and, and two yeah. them are running around with this camera that weighs like 19 pounds you know yeah shit was funny and on a full day quick. shooting oh dude i remember doing a couple shorts and like the guy had the setup or whatever and you're just like you know they're fucked every time they had to move the camera somewhere it needed a lot of light too. Yeah. Light to go through the first lens, that box, and then another lens. You yeah, had okay. to have like a shit ton of light, even if the scene was dark. Wow. Because you had to make up for all the loss of light through that tunnel. That's hard, man. Yeah. That's and, really uh, hard. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I, I remember think the- being inside of a house, like a living room or a kitchen or something. And they had to have like a, like a, like a 6K or a 2K, like a big Ari. And this was before LED action. So they had a big, fat, hot light oh, up, boiling in there, you know, and the light's on the guy. And it doesn't Jesus. look – when you look at the camera and you see that it doesn't look bright. But yeah. you're, and you're looking at the guy, you're like, he's fucking melting. Yeah. <laughs> and then in post, it's like you have to still boost it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's just I, think, up everywhere. I think one of the first – times I ever saw the DSLR being used uh, as like a full-on film production camera, it, it blew my mind was um, when I saw the setup and then I started, I just warped, it literally warped my brain. I'm like, whoa, you can use DSLR for that? Was um, 
Robert Rodriguez on Predators. I guess he shot oh, some of that. That was a uh huh. And there's like back behind the scenes photos of him with his shoulder rig, and it's just this the DSLR and then a, a lens on it. And I remember just being blown away because I had just spent you know damn near three three Gs on a Canon XH1 or whatever. Like a more video camera style camera? Yeah, where it has no depth of field. It's just a stat. You can't even change the lens. And I was like all Talk happy. That, like little zoom lens on them. Shit. That's, and then, and then I see this. Like that. Fuck, bro. I, that's why I have such a hard time buying shit. Because every time I, I, I buy, don't buy shit, shit, I look at shit. Like I, won't, I haven't rent bought a camera in a long time. I'll just rent that motherfucker. That's the thing to do these days. Yeah, Find but it is that owns it. Like one of these apps. That's why those app, there's an app like uh, ShareGrid. Something, yeah. ShareGrid's legit. Somebody owns it. You don't need to own that shit. I know. You just but get it a box and use it once. But it is a pain in the ass, like uh, renting. And there's so many times that I'll get like inspiration. That I want to go shoot right now, and it's like, fuck, I don't have anything, and I have to go rent, and then it's a process, and then sometimes on Share, and that's why it's like sometimes I'm like maybe I should just to buy, you know, maybe just. Uh, Five hundred dollar, because these five hundred dollar yeah. baby little cannons now shoot pretty damn fucking cool shit. Especially if you get one good lens on it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I mean, that came out. I want to. I want to see because I'm. I'm more of a Canon guy because I have a, like a, a couple Canon lenses and some Canon bat. Like I have Canon shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a cinematographer. You know, but I like to go shoot sometimes and make stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have a camera. Um, Canon just released their first 4K, I think it is. It's a first in, in for a couple of reasons. I think it's 4K, maybe more, uh, mirrorless, mm. um, full frame, mm-hmm. um, R5, EOS R5. You know, it's better. It's it doesn't have it doesn't have that big clunky body because there's no yeah yeah. Um, it's nice and looks good. Looks really nice. It's a little little pricey. It's like thirty five hundred bucks or something like that yeah it's like it's like the 5d when it came out probably go down but i have lenses i could put on it and that would be a killer image it sees better in the dark and all that stuff but i mean i'm not gonna drop 35 just so i can go fuck around and take some make some video yeah word 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 yes yeah i want i definitely have been trying to hoping that they give us another stimulus check uh (laughs) because if i get that stimulus check i've been kind of thinking i want to try to put it towards (laughs) But it talks again. Yeah, stimulus is really making <laughs> check. Hey, buddy, you want to be a better filmmaker? The government wants to sponsor you. All right, I'm going to play a video right now. You, I mean, you're going to tell me what it is, all right? It's going to cool. be a little, little fuck around here. Um, it's an intro. It's going to be an intro to something. All right, here is one you definitely know. Okay, that one has actually been deleted by YouTube. Here's one you definitely know. How about, oh, you just, you just mentioned this one. Love it. He's sitting on the back of the truck. Dude, you called that immediately. Yeah, oh man. I don't know, dude, when I see like it, when I it, like I said, growing up sitting in front of TV watching T movies and shit and shows, I can't. I think that because of the timing in my life, that when I hear an intro mm. to an old show or even like, even like those little stinger things that were like the studio, like 
you know. Dun, dun. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, it's going to be a sick movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, no matter like the, like whatever the bullshit is behind the studio, but like, and like every time I watch Terminator 2, like you hear that, like Karolko, I think it was pronounced. Uh huh. Like, dun, 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 or whatever. You just know, dude. Yeah. Because you watch that shit so many times. Yeah. You're just like, it gives me like almost like a euphoric type of feeling. Yeah, I still get here that when I hear feelings. Here comes a good thing. I'm yeah. gonna sit there. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna think about whatever homework or whatever the crap is I gotta do or like I'm in trouble. I'm gonna I gotta you know 120 minutes of just fucking entertainment. I'm gonna be in that world. Yep. All right, here comes another one. This yeah. one wasn't super well known. I liked it. Well, so we gotta tell the the, the viewers right that that's perfect perfect oh, strangers. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so was, don't be ridiculous <laughs> don't be ridiculous cousin larry cousin uh, larry from uh, meatballs <laughs> fucking classic okay when you when you know this one call out the actual name mm-hmm. is this van damme no it's a tv show ah Can you hear it? Yeah. If you don't know it by now, it's MacGyver. No, it is MacGyver. I was going to say Nightwolf or, or Airwolf or... Close, similar. Okay. This yeah. one, this one's a no-brainer. I loved MacGyver. A fall guy. What a fall guy. No-brainer. This is my favorite of all time. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers dun, of dun. fortune. If you have a problem, dun, dun. no one else can help. And if you can find them, maybe, maybe you, you can, can hire the A-team. I mean, that's the shit, dude. Yeah. I got goosebumps just listening to that because it's like, it'll never not disappoint. Yeah. Do you think, do, yeah. It'll never you, disappoint. Do you think there's something nostalgic and kind of like, uh, I guess, whimsical about organic old shows or movies because sure. it was still coming out of the phase of theatrical acting was still in building sets. And now everything is so geared more towards reality, like reality. They want that reality shoulder look. They want that involved that it's gone to reality. Because when I watch all these movies and shows, even though they are reality, there's this element of stage acting still of like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, like that, I think, I think the evolution. And then you have like, you know, Nolan making Batman and that where it's ultra real. Yeah. And then it starts like, everybody wants to create ultra real in like, and so I feel like for me, from a consumer, I. I there's less of that whimsical stage acting yeah. type feel. So you're now. saying, what you're saying is, do I think that there was a whimsical enjoyment there that was there in these old shows and movies that is not there now? Yes, like because... You like reality kind of based yes. people are after? Where it takes you out of the whimsical and puts you in the reality more than ever. And so when you're watching yeah. like... Like, I don't know, um, 
like fall guy or some shit. And oh. it's, it's that cheesy kind of, you'll never get me sucker. And like, ha, ha, ha. and, and it's like, Oh, it's kind of acting. And it's, and it's this, yeah. I, I don't know for, for me, I, I it's just definitely the old stuff. Like, I mean, they're, 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 I'd, I'd have to say there's probably a few factors in play and I don't know. I guess I can't really attribute what you're saying, the way you're framing it, mm-hmm. but I do agree in this way. I think that there's a whole way that production was made back in the day. So when they shot something, they'd shot it, they'd shoot on film, mm-hmm. but they knew. So they would have this frame and that you could see that was like a guide frame that was four to three, because the only way these people are seeing this is on a TV, even mm-hmm. though you're see, you're shooting on 35 mil or wide frame format. So the director or the DP, they all knew that the audience is only going to see so much of the frame. So the actor had to be directed to take their action and have certain things happen to be visible and in focus within that four to three. Mm-hmm. You couldn't play to the entire 16.9, which would have been more room to. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I think that, you know, they had pan and scan. So you could, you could potentially do that, but I don't know that they wanted to just rely on that at mm-hmm. all times. So I think that there was some direction to sort of tighten in on this center of the frame. Um, and then, yeah, there's some cheesiness to it, but then what I, there is a little bit of like playing to the camera and like kind of almost obvious acting, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. But what that, for me, what that sort of where I categorize that is back to the, you know, me coming of age and mm-hmm. I didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Now I do, but then I'm like, they're fucking shooting and they're running. The gun, the car jumped off in the clip, and he, he, you know, he has to put a needle in BA's neck to get him to fall asleep to fly in the airplane. And Mad Murdoch's going crazy. I don't know what overacting is. I just know that they're doing cool shit. Yeah. As as a as a ten year old, twelve year old, eight, whatever. So I don't think that I saw it that way then, but I can see that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like real. If I if someone said to me right now, here's here I'll give you as much money as you need to make this script you have, right? Well, the it's gonna be a reality, a a a, a, a made in a real way, mm-hmm. where it's in it's based in the real world, not reality TV. But I'm what mm-hmm. it's not gonna be whimsical and overacted and and sort of like lighthearted i would make something more um believable and something that the audience would hopefully feel like it's actually happening or could happen mm-hmm. um not that to, to follow a trend but because that's where my head my head's at my head is at now i couldn't make macgyver now it wouldn't be macgyver it'd be some strange you know, chud baby that was connected to it in some <laughs> sick way that the real MacGyver wanted to have nothing to do with. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think it's like times change. You know, yeah, you can't do what would then now it just doesn't work to these audiences and it, no one responds. But back then, it's what just like if you took a movie like Inception now and played it to an audience in 1982, they'd be like, "What in the actual fuck is this?" Yeah, that's very Maybe true. Somehow we're able to bring a widescreen, you know, TV. Why did? Why didn't? Why was it? Was it? 
why was it four by three? Why did they make four by three TVs? Why didn't they just start with 16 by nine? Was it like a cost of making the glass? I wonder what the history is. Why they started like a square. Good question. But for some reason, I guess they couldn't make a vacuum tube TV wide. Yeah, so I want I would look up the, or yeah, I really don't know the answer. I would think because the glass is glass harder to mass produce at that back then at this shape as opposed to if the four by three technology, it must have been something to do with the way that the um, yeah particles or ions or whatever the fuck's yeah in there were shot out at into I, that's a crazy technology yeah I don't I don't know the how it works but I guess maybe it had to be square. Yeah. Or Remember when you would turn off the TV and it would, you would still see the particles? Dude, and there'd be like that static tingle on the glass. Sometimes I'd wipe my hand and wipe yeah. the static off. Yeah. That's a trippy memory. I, didn't, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Somebody yeah, said that. I'd was... click that fucking button and it'll go, and it'll go, and it'll make like a, and then yeah. I'd run my hand off the static and feel it collect. Yeah. So weird. And it would just be, you see the particles and they'd, yeah. Someone, I think I was reading or like, reading a physics book or, and then watch documentary or like a Brian Green something or rather. Yeah. But they were saying that was proof that the particles left over from the Big Bang could be picked up like on TV screens like that. Wow. That particles were still flying at the speed of light from the Big Bang. And that was one way to see them. I, I might be. Oh, I meaning that they, through TV technology, they realized old, there was a way to view some other Big Bang remnant particles, yeah, coming through on the TV like that when you turned it oh. off. Yeah, that shit was wild. That was an interesting fact about the static, though. Yeah, that's fun. It's, 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 an, it's you know, I think every generation has something, mm -hmm. you know, like my dad is super connected to black and white uh, Western TV mm -hmm. shows and movies. Oh, spaghetti westerns, yeah. man. Those are like shit when he was a kid, you know, Beaver Cleaver yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I love like, those shows. That's his shit. Like, that's what he grew up and he came of age. And it's yeah. like, no, this is the shit. Yeah. Here I come and I watch TV and I happen to be the age and this comes out and I go, no, dude, A-team's the shit. Yeah. So everybody has their shit. And that's yeah. why I was wondering, what is the kid that was born in 1992 who turns 13 in 2004 or whatever, let's say there's a kid that turns 13 and like, you know, he's had a cell phone in his hand. It's not even movies anymore. It's TikTok. But it's are they going to turn 40 and they're going to go, uh, TikTok's oh, dude, the back, shit. Back in the day, man, it was all about Instagram. Like that's the yeah. thing in their head about yeah. what they were passionate about. Is it's probably memes. <laughs> dude, remember that fucking meme about the cat? Yeah. Uh, we were 17. Yeah. And TikTok. I would just dance. I'll just sit there and look at myself and dance and then put it online. I couldn't they, stop taking selfies. Yeah. Well, what's crazy though is um, it's funny when I was a kid and I remember first seeing Star Wars, yeah. um, one of the first scenes that just blew my mind that was the trash compactor scene when they were yeah. in the trash and then that little thing Closing. comes up and looks around and goes yeah. under. And I, as a kid, just looking at that, just being blown away that they're in this trash compactor, it's floating, it's water, it's garbage, it's this monster, and it was blowing me away. And then, like, probably a couple of years ago, some new movie came out, and it had this crazy technology, I don't remember what it was, and I remember this little kid who was like three or, nah, no, older than that, probably eight, seven or eight, had watched it, and I remember it was my friend's kid, and they were showing him this piece that I was looking at blown away, 
And the kid looked at it and was just like, oh, that's cool. And then just like, what well, didn't even, that didn't even phase them Not that like the incredible, like, and so it's, it's kind of a bummer because yeah. I think with the younger generation, they've grown up in that and they, it doesn't, they see it and it doesn't have that same amazing like feeling of like I'm transporting you somewhere and it's like I've already seen that I've seen holograms I've seen virtual reality I've seen like that shit that's just boring to me and and it's that's that's the way you, what you said the way you put it is transport you somewhere yeah I think to me that might be the best part about what intaking good entertainment and maybe mm-hmm. what is a really 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 strong driver on wanting to make entertainment Mm-hmm. to be transported to that place because mm-hmm. when i was a kid and i watched a team i wanted to be there mm-hmm. i didn't want to be there in the sense of oh god I, I have to find a way to do that in my life i want to be a uh, a gun for hire i wanted <laughs> to just be there because it was fun yeah and you know all i wanted for christmas was the shit they had on i wanted to be murdoch mm-hmm. I want that jacket like i wanted to like be one of those guys Mm-hmm. had all the toys mm-hmm. i mean that's what drives all this fucking retail and stuff is because they know when they get a hot show that's going to sell but aside from that it's it's uh it's it's cr- someone creates something you know like 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 goggles i mean that's essentially like the evolution of wanting to put someone and, and be there yeah that's another way to do it it's more immersive yeah but when I was a kid, it was this, you know? Yeah. I think we're so lucky as a gen, our generation in particular. Is we, I feel it's such an interesting place to be because we grew up in very organic, analog era. And, we were, you know, and then we've seen the evolution to the, to the digital. And I think if you were like any, you know, the boomers age or, you know, 50s, 60s, yeah, it wasn't. You weren't a kid when that stuff was coming out. You were kind of a teenager when that stuff was coming out. And you kind of missed that wave. But I think us and you know in our you know mid to you know early forties, we hit that wave of perfect technology just starting, yeah. and then just going and seeing from fifty six k to dial up. And and it's funny now my 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 friends' kids they uh, they, they sit and just stare at phones all day and just watch or iPads and they're just consuming just so much. And I'm looking at the technology to make that and just fucking mind blown that like, that's what it's being made. And to them, it's just like, oh, I just turn it on, press a button and it's there. Uh, like you have to wonder what they're going to be experiencing. It might be VR. It might be where they watch the old phone and go, oh, remember that watching the old VHS? Oh, remember watching the old phone? Oh, that was crazy watching. Now I can just look with my AR glasses on, my augmented reality. And Remember that scene in, in Back to the Future 2 where Marty is, I think he was in the coffee shop in like the town square or whatever, and he sees the gunfighter video game. Mm-hmm. I'm probably fucking this up. Anyway, he's somewhere and there's a video game, but it's in the future. And he goes, oh, yeah. And Marty says, oh, yeah, that game. I love the uh, crack shot or whatever. And there's two kids there that are in, this, in the future in this place. And they have, like, future hats on. It's mm-hmm. Elijah Wood plays one of them, I think. No way. And, um, and he goes, hey, kid, I know that game. I forget the context. And the kid goes, what is it? And he's like, it's crack shot. And he goes like that. He goes, the kid goes, you have to use your hands? And it's like an example of, like, what the future yeah. is like we did this and then 
you know, so far yeah. down the road, kids are like, I don't get it. You have to use hand. Like a, a friend of mine, uh, maybe it was a year ago or something. It was pretty good amount of time. He was, I was working with a guy and he's saying something about his kid. And he's like, I'm a kid. I don't stay home. He doesn't go anywhere. Da, da, da. And then he's always something in the same sentence of like, he doesn't go anywhere. And then also he's always hanging out with his friends. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? He doesn't go anywhere. He goes, he just sits in his room and he's, he's FaceTimes. FaceTime or Facebook chat or whatever face app yeah. on his phone. Huh. He said all, his kid is constantly hanging out, but he never goes anywhere. He just hangs out in his room because he's cool with that. He can connect to his friends as long as he's got Wi-Fi. So that mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is like a fucking lifeline. Mm-hmm. Turn the Wi-Fi off. The kid probably hit fucking go ballistic because mm-hmm. all of a and sudden that- zero connection. There's nothing. <sighs> Wow. If you take a cell phone away and they got nothing. Yeah. I honestly feel like, like I, I, the dial up thing was starting to come on and, and be a thing when I was like 16, 15. I can't remember. Maybe a year or two before that. That's hard to say. And then like, right when I, like in 1999, 2000, I think like the first cell phone, like affordable, like there was a, like a, what was that place before? It was a cellular one or something like that. There was a store and you could just go in the store. You didn't need your mom. They're like they'd sell you a phone for cheap. And then they just, you just pay monthly, you know, and you're paying like a dollar a text message and like a dollar a minute or some shit, but you could just go get yourself a phone. And uh, it was, it wasn't advantageous. It was just cool. Yeah. I didn't need it. I just mm-hmm. wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think until, you know, I really started using my phone for work that I really needed a phone. Mm-hmm. It didn't have anything to do with putting food on my table until I was using it for work. To, part of me would think it'd be kind of cool to have like grown up in my heyday in the eighties and like worked on films in the eighties when there was not to say that I'm into like the Coke scene, you know, like I'm not pointing at yeah, that. But just that to like funny. have worked on like big, awesome movies and not have social media or any bullshit, just make movies. Yeah. That'd be wild. No distractions, you know? Yeah. Like, other than like your friends wanted to go hang out, but like, you know, it's just all about the work. No one's on their phone. You just get the work done and like do that. Yeah. Part of me thinks that would be almost better than social media and, high-speed internet and everyone's streaming it'd be nice to not i i i would it would be interesting to do at least a year with no internet to see how and if there's some way to quantify the data that oh you'd be able to quantify but how to gather the data i guess would be the correct way to say it but that'd be why like all these i don't know if it would be the data i think it would be somehow tracking your like it would eventually be data but i don't think you'd be it would be interesting to track the lack of use, I think it would be interesting to track the increase in what you do. That's the data I'm talking about. So from sleep data to friends to uh, less amount of data coming in from less uh, anxiety medication, data that comes in from how many more like tickets are sold to outdoor parks or art shows or museums. And uh, that that's, that would be so fun to watch. And it would be interesting to see what all those, uh, influencer girl model insta models how, how they get their Freedom. money now but models yeah how do they how do they get their money now 
That would be Dude, you know, there's a, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this cause I'm not a scientist, but if, uh, if the sun has a certain type of, um, cause the sun is obviously like nuclear, there's a lot of nuclear thermonuclear explosions happening. If the sun has a certain type of explosion, a certain effect, it can give off solar flares. And again, if you no, you're right. Keep going. I, I'm pretty good on this. I'm screwing this up, but no, I you're good. Anyway, it can send off these blankets of certain ionized particles, whatever it is. And if there's the right combination of timing and volume of this stuff, yeah. You can lose electricity on the whole planet or like the side of the planet. Yeah. And grids can go down. And I'm not talking about cities. I'm talking about states and countries. This happened in the, the biggest one in American recent history. It was in the early, early 1900s is when that one hit. There was one that hit that had it hit today. Yeah. It said it would knock out. Well, imagine knock if out you had a grids. solar flare that was not strong enough to get down to the surface of the planet it just took out satellites mm -hmm. if you lost data communication on satellites yeah even if we had electricity shit would be fucked. yeah real quick no gps mm -hmm. and i can't imagine what else is being transmitted satellite, but the, i mean i think we it's strange how it's scary how much we depend on electricity yeah Turn the electricity off in your house right now and use nothing. Use no electrical for the next until you go to bed. It's so wild. Imagine that you're just sitting there. You can't turn your phone on. It's electrical. No light, no phone, no alarm clock, no nothing. You just sit there in the dark with a candle and a book, uh, uh, probably. Yep. We had that out in the road. I was up north living, um, and that was when they had all the fires. And so they did the rolling blackouts, and they okay. would shut down massive parts of i think i don't know if it got down to southern california but northern california Did you get shut down at all yeah yeah and it was How for long? some of them were days some you of got them shut days. down for days at home yeah because we were um in morgan hill so it was near um high high winds were going to be hitting oh. and there was the the fires and i can't remember exactly i think they were the santa cruz ones or anyways but um they, yeah what they shut do down for time if you go home and you got no power what do you do it, it was kind of my daily routine other than work because I do a lot of computer work. But um, at the time, I, I don't think I was, I remember what I was doing. But uh, yeah, I it almost didn't change my daily routine because I was out, outside and being active and doing my yeah. stuff. But when it came down, down to the downtime at night, it was, it, was, it was odd. It was weird. It was like, fuck, uh, shit, uh, sh man. Okay. Uh, and then I started finding myself getting hella tired as soon as the sun went down you know like you're wow. getting locked in more to the circadian rhythm like wow. it, if you ever go camping for like a week you'll notice by like the third day by like 10 p.m you're just like what the fuck time is it and, <laughs> and it's yeah. literally only 10 but it feels like it's like i've gone to like joshua tree for a couple of days yeah and it it depending on when you go it can be hot as balls or cold yeah. but um if it's if it's even a little hot Unless you're on like the east side of a rock that's higher than your tent, yeah, that sun right when it comes up the horizon, yeah, it's looking, so you're yeah. up. You're yeah. like it's bright as fuck and it's hot and it's yeah. seven a.m. Fuck. 
and you got to find something to do and stay in the shit. So by the time the sun goes down, you're so hot and tired, you just want to chill, and then you just fall asleep at fucking eight o'clock and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then sometimes it's strange, like it cools down by like nine or ten, and you wake up and you're like, damn, it's nice as fuck out. Yeah. Like, let's hang out, let's make a fire, and then you're up till four. <laughs> yeah. And then you crash and you get woke up too early, you're too tired. This is weird, like, yeah. I mean, you're on like a hangout camping mentality. So it's different. Yeah. And then the mushrooms are still kind of active yeah, in your like, body. Why did I eat that entire Yeah. <laughs> you're, still, you're still seeing some shit. Man, I got some nice mushroom trips out in Joshua Tree. I got some. I mean, who, 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 if you, if you went to any person in the United States or anywhere, I guess, and you said, I'm going to go take mushrooms in. And how Joshua Tree, <laughs> give me Joshua Tree. It'd yeah. be like a Family Feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First uh, one is Joshua Tree, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I had a crazy mushroom trip in uh, Joshua Tree. I had gone out with a couple friends, yeah. and uh, we took well over four grams a piece. So we were almost heroic dose, and it was <laughs> fucking wild. It was fucking wild. And uh, I remember at nighttime we. We're kind of in the middle of these like rocks, so we're completely surrounded by rocks. Yeah. Um, this little, co- little, ca- little nook area, and uh, we were having our fire, still hallucinating. And my friend had been eating an apple, and maybe ten feet behind us, where we had our campfire, there was this rock that was probably seven foot tall, maybe like nine feet wide. It was just this like thick monolith, thick yeah. thing sticking out. Uh, and so my friend had eaten an apple and didn't finish it all, but set it up on top of the, of the rock. And um, we all sat down and we were just sitting by the fire, just hallucinating and chilling and chopping and talking. And all of a sudden we, um, out of nowhere, the apple came flying into our circle and hit me on the shoulder with a good amount of force. Like, like boom, like enough to be like, what the fuck was that? And I looked down and the apples rolling and it wasn't as though like it, the apple fell, like I was sitting next to the rock and it fell. I, the rock was, you know, 10 feet away and something had hit that apple and caused it to fly into us and hit me. And immediately all of us, you know, you go stone sober from your hallucinations. Like you're just like, Doosh, and like, oh, fuck. We all turn and look, and I, I brought my samurai sword with me, so I'm like, of course you did. Yeah, yeah. So I have my samurai sword. Hey, head hey guys, mushrooms. let's get high, and I'm gonna have this yeah. really dangerous <laughs> weapon. Hunter right <laughs> S. Thompson would be would be yeah, very proud. Dude, would be okay. proud. So we go over to the rock, and we get a flashlight, and we shine it up there, mm-hmm. and it was weird. You could hear something shuffle, and then and then just disappear. And so it, it wasn't as though like it was a bird where you hear, yeah, it was just you hear like a ground shuffle. Yeah, something on the rock. Yeah. And and we both look, and uh, it was like four of us. We all look. We go around. We surround this rock, shining flashlights, and nothing's there to be found. Nothing mm-hmm. at all. You didn't hear anything jump down from the rock and hit the ground. Like like you didn't hear anything fly over. It was just this weird instance of a. <laughs> apple flying and hitting us how so, weird a story about someone on mushrooms and find something that freaks them out no well, way. <laughs> it gets even crazier oh really yeah so okay so then we uh you know we turn in for the night maybe an hour later we're all still pretty spooked yeah. um with because nobody can explain how this happened how the fuck did this happen yeah and so we all we're all sitting in this massive tent and 
probably, we all started dozing off and this must have been around 2 a.m. maybe, pitch black. It was like a new moon too, so there's no light. You, I, I heard, I woke up and heard something move, circling the tent. Like you can hear it on the, ground. on the ground and it was pretty heavy. Like it mm. definitely had some mass. I got goosebumps thinking about being in the desert and hearing shit. Dude, it was and no light, like, cause the, the moon's not even out. So I have my sword, of course. I'm just sitting there listening, and I was so freaked out that something was gonna grab me and scoop me out. And and the tent, the tent that we were in was one of those ones that didn't have a bottom, so you could literally put your hand outside it. It's like a oh, like no. a awning thing. So your mind is thinking something. Could oh, reach it went out. wild, and I already got hit with an apple by some alien or some <laughs> shit. And now this motherfucker is walking around our tent, and I didn't, I didn't wait, I didn't say anything, and it, it circle probably like four or five times and then it just stopped and then it took me a long time to go to sleep and i finally fell asleep but the next day we're all brushing our teeth with water bottles and trying to we're just all talking like foot track like tracks or anything i I did and i didn't see anything that was like overly and again i'm not a a, a tracker by chance oh that was just a a goat and we had goats up here all the time but i i mentioned something kind of like nobody I didn't think anybody else was up and I said man last night and as soon as I said last night somebody else uh my friend said something was circling our tent last night you hear that and I was like bro I was like dude I heard the fucking same thing man I heard the fucking and 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 he was like it it was it scared the fucking shit out of me and so I don't know if it was just really amazing mushrooms or like or what the fuck was being channeled out there what is it about because I think that all other factors aside when you're in either like a combination of either a dark place a remote place or sort of a a place where you feel like maybe you don't necessarily have a safety net of any kind like you're not in your house there's nowhere to go necessarily if you ran you wouldn't get anywhere in us because you just you'd have to run forever for hours so you kind of feel like you're sort of trapped in a way It, there's a thing that's like a natural mental human mind thing where you're like, it's got it. There's someone's going to kill us. Mm. We're going to die. Whatever mm. out there, that sound, there's no way it could be a bird or a mouse. It has to be a killer. Yeah. Like your mind goes there first. A, a chupacabra. Right. Why do you think ah. that is? Why do Because I feel I've felt the same thing, not hearing the steps, but like being camping and one noise and you're like, okay, fuck. What was that? A bear is going to yeah. kill me, right? you know? Yeah. What, why does our mind go to the extreme? Is it a is it a is it a defensive mechanism? I think it's part of. I think it's just our subconscious saying, "You don't know what the fuck you're doing out here, and you're <laughs> you're used to some posh ass four yeah. walls and a lot." This is your couch. You better get this your is, shit together. Yeah, and you're out in the wild, and do you know how to do you know how to protect yourself? Do you know what, how how to get down in the wild? And I think that's a, mm-hmm. a shock to the system of like, fuck. I don't know shit about this. Like, if I something fucked me up here, I, I'm I'm fucked. I don't know what the fuck. And you watch here. Pulp Fiction enough times, you're like, I better bring my samurai sword. Yeah, one hundred percent. I roll with that <laughs> motherfucker. I roll with that motherfucker. That's that's probably, as far as like, I mean, having a club or like, like a sword is kind of the right word. It's sort of. Um, like organically like a good go-to for just immediate close-range defense yeah you can poke you can slash you can block you can do some fuck you can hit you don't necessarily need 
So like if you had a like a like an a, like an ASP baton, like an extending baton or something else that's like an obvious like self defense, mm-hmm. mace is like maybe it wouldn't you know, but a sword, dude, mm-hmm. especially a sharp ass samurai, it's like you don't even need to do much. You just generally get that blade in their direction. You're gonna fuck them up somehow. Exactly. Like punching it, you just go like push it forward. Yep. Even just that, even just somebody leaning forward and just putting it on me, that means you're fucked. You're right through. Punctured, yeah, oh yeah. Like, yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about keeping a sword for protection. I definitely I was camping, have a sword. Oh yeah, it's the best. It's probably the, I would say it's probably the most, I'm trying to think of a word that's not coming to mind, but it's like, not the word obvious, but like. Essential go-to. No, it's like, I guess the most, I guess obvious is like the best thing. There's another word I'm trying to think of. It's like, not, I don't think it's visceral. It's like more, um, it's just, it's just obvious, I guess. But I was camping once. It wasn't Joshua Tree. I think of Santa Cruz Mountains. And we were doing like a hike out across, like from the top of the mountain. I think I might be thinking of the wrong place, but I, I have a, I just have this really clear memory of being, I was looking up and we didn't have a tent because we were on a hike, like a three-day hike. So we, we just had a bivy, which is like a little, you put your, you put your, your, um, um, your uh, sleeping bag on essentially. And then you just put this bivy like over you. So it's essentially like a, a micro tent, uh-huh. but your head is out. Uh-huh. You have a minimal amount of weight and shit to carry your backpack and laying there and you're like, just looking up your point of view is straight up. So you're looking through like a tunnel with like trees. So you just see sky with a tree border, right? Laying there, laying there. And the sound of the forest in a place that's not populated. You're just on the ground somewhere. It's not a camp where there's a check-in. There's no people. There's no other fires. It's just you and two dudes laying there. And you look in and you just, it's like, you just hear these little things, right? Okay. I am not bullshitting. I was not under the influence of anything. I was just tired. I mean, I'm, so, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson says, if you don't have video proof, you know, what proof yeah. you, right so i don't have proof but what I, I know what i saw laying there and you're just laying there and you're looking and you want to fall asleep but you just listen to the sound three dots like they formed together and went like that so three individual uh-huh. light sources yeah sort of up like like um appeared or kind of like sort of brightened up came into one and then went like that in a how far how far from you or in the sky in space dude uh, nowhere near like airplane uh, unless they're like my mind couldn't understand and they were so small that they were close and it looked far but dude three individual dots came together and then went like in a at a certain speed and then when together that speed like probably quadrupled and then went away um, I didn't think anything of it because I was just like, uh, like <laughs> you're tired. All my all my muscles ached, and I was just like, I wanted to believe it, and I believe it, but I wanted to like think about it, but it's like I didn't have the energy, and I'm just like, 
come on, like, and I think I just fell asleep. That's wild. But I saw light come together, three individual pieces of light, and then they all formed one, and, went, and there was no sound or anything. But I was like, damn. If I just saw what I think I saw, I hope I saw what I saw. I truly hope that it's real. Yeah. Three, three life organisms joined and went somewhere together. I hope. That's fucking crazy. But also, the trippy part is that I was sit, laying on the ground looking up, and I happened to be looking through a tunnel of trees. Mm-hmm. So this one little I don't know, image in the sky. A yeah. hundred feet of yeah. open, and it happened there. Yeah. And, and if it happened outside of our atmosphere, think of the chances of me seeing that in that tunnel looking yeah. out into, that, into the universe in that a minimal amount of space. Yeah, that's wild. It's almost like, a, it's like, hey, watch us. Hey, we're going to do this cool trick for you. Because yeah. fucking who, you know. What are the chances of looking through a canopy of trees in the middle of nowhere? It was a see. lens. It was looking yeah. through a telephoto lens. Yeah, that's fucking wild. That's wild. Anyway, dude, you want to fucking wrap it up? Let's do it. Uh, do you want to shout shout out any like anywhere people can find some of your work or anything you got going on? Um, I got much. like nineteen viewers now, bro. Nice. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, I. You know, I. I mean, other than just the current work that I'm doing in the industry is just working for Bellator MMA. Um, if you're into MMA, mixed martial arts, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing all the media and uh, producing and directing for a large chunk of the content that's coming out. And uh, so, yeah, if you check you it out. You guys are about to do your first fight back, right? Yes, finally, finally. Yes. So, yeah, July 24th, we'll be we'll be really? fighting again. So, Bellator's fight continent. <laughs> They're calling it fight uh, sphere, fight sphere, sphere, fight, fight sphere. Oh, really? Because they're basically rebrand. Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, "Wow, assimilation." Cool, man. All so, right, good shit, brother. Well, I appreciate Thank your you time. Coming on. Yeah, very much. Sure. It was, it, I was looking forward. It was really fun talking to you because uh, we have a good time talking about movie stuff. Always, always, Billy, always. Billy right, Barnes. I appreciate you, my brother, and I oh, will man. talk to you again soon. Sounds good, brother. Have a good night. You too. Peace. Peace.